Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Now, we are airing in Boston, Chicago, New York, Philadelphia, Washington, D.C. How about that? Washington, Oregon, Idaho, California, Arizona, Colorado, Oklahoma, Florida, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina, Tennessee, Kentucky, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Indiana, Vermont, Maine. I've been everywhere, man. (laughs) This is the Rod Peterson Show. Uh, It absolutely is. Welcome, Canada, to Hour 2 of the program. And Canadian sports fans in America and around the world. How are you, Moose? I'm great. Why does it feel like we're flying by the seat of our pants today? Today? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, more so today than every other day. Than other days. I know. We are settling in. To the second hour, second half kickoff, as we like to call it here. It's hour two of the program. We had a rodeo trying to get Mike Adam on the air. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders defensive back and former Alouette. Interesting story. Born in Nigeria, raised in Brampton, played university at Calgary. Talk about I've been everywhere, man. Forget about me. It's Mike Adam. Oh, yeah. Go follow his company, Timeout Athletics. And by the way, like most football players, as my dear close personal friend Deron Carter said, football players were born for something like the pandemic. Uncertainty, survival, right? That's right. One play at a time. Mike Adam went and got married in the pandemic, got a new shoulder in the pandemic, started a company in the pandemic. What am I missing? There was, a, there was another one. Oh, man. Just self-improvement. Yeah. One of those guys. So Mike was with us. And then coming up here in hour two, next segment, Tulsa, University of Tulsa running back Corey Taylor II will be with us. And the, the interesting chat here, there's a theme of working together I'm starting to realize. Garrick Jones, the head of the Houston Texans alumni chapter, NFL alumni, Houston yep. chapter, Gary played with the Houston Texans for three years, then in the CFA. He lined up this interview with Corey Taylor, who's slated to go somewhere Friday or Saturday in the NFL draft. We air all across Oklahoma on Game Plus TV. So Garrick's like, get my guy on. Yeah, it's NFL draft week. Let's do it. So, And then that's all working together. Most people don't want to work together, and it's unfortunate. Beneath Sports is watching on Twitter in Toronto. He says, speaking of Connor Bedard, he's the next hockey superstar. Is the superstar talent like that natural or nurtured? <laughs> we need a chair in the bunker for this guy from Beneath Sports. He asked the best question. It's a great question. Look, obviously it's a little bit of both. As a licensed recovery coach, soon soon to be certified, I do a lot of studying on more so personality traits and mindset, not as much physical. But if you saw the highlight of the shootout goal, Connor Bedard in the World Under-18 pre-tournament game Saturday, it's mind-boggling. 
Did you listen to the interview with uh, Dale Durkatch, the longtime Maple Leafs and Capitals scout I did last night? Yeah. I said to him, like, how hard is it? Well, we all know how hard it is to do an eight-foot move with the puck like this, and Bedard did it like that. Can I say this? Because your personality, from what I've read, is made up of 40% genetics, 60% your environmental circumstances growing up as a child. 40% you got from your one parent or the other, or both, and 60%. Can I say that 40% of Connor uh, Connor Bedard's God-given ability is from God, and 60% is the hours upon hours upon hours that he's spent Stick handling on a board in his garage and shooting pucks. Same thing for a Cole Sillinger or a Jordan Eberle. Wayne Gretzky had a drag off the ice as a kid. As a guy who spent a lifetime in hockey, but 17 years full-time in the Western Hockey League, I've often said to parents, if you have to drag your kid to the rink, don't bother. If you have to drag your kid off the rink, you might have something. And Connor Bedard seems to be the kind of kid you got to drag off the rink and then you throw in the talent, great family, ta-da, superstar. That's one of the things that we don't talk about enough when it comes to born with it. Not just born with the ability. I mean, you can't teach size and those things, but born with the desire, right? Or the adapted desire to want to do those things, right? That it's an interest. Because it's hard to control what your kids are interested in. We try and do that all the time. I want you to be interested in hockey, so I'm going to make you sit down and watch hockey. And the kids resent that, right? Of course. But to know that he wants to do it, and then in his free time, he wants to go and shoot pucks against the dryer or be in the backyard or up against the driveway, the garage door, you can't teach that, right? So when it comes to the kids and anybody and yourself to be more self-aware, I always say, what do you do when nobody's watching? Right? What are you doing when nobody's what? What's your kid doing when you're not telling him what to do, when you're giving him free time? What's he doing? Is he going to play video games? Is he reading? Is he stick handling? Right? I mean, I know players, football players, got good hands because what do they do when nobody's watching? They throw a ball against the wall just because that's what they enjoyed to do, right? Yeah. And you learn those hand-eye coordinations and things. Connor Bedard, clearly, and I don't know him growing up, what he wanted to do was stick handle. You see kids that are just stick handling with a broken twig and a piece of garbage. Because it's just what they want to do. And those are the ones that become great. There's a lot of kids that stick handle with a twig and spend 18 hours a day on the pond, and mm-hmm. they're not going to be a superstar. You have to have the natural <laughs> talent, right? It all yes. gets mixed in together. That's right. How about that? Jack How Fulton about in. <laughs> Thank you. Jack Fulton in Alberta watching. He says, Well said, Rod. These are the kind of things I thought everybody knew, and then I started to realize not everybody knows these things. Right. But as Nick Lewis, the Hall of Famer, watching, says, Rod, you're great at sharing your platform with others. Respect. That I learned. That I learned. That we're stronger together. I think there's a lot of people in sports that are still real. they going to go through a lot more pain before they realize that if you work together, we're stronger together. So many people are like that. It's, I've worked so hard for this. Why would I help you? <laughs> I know. Well, no, we're all going to be better together. What's uh, Ryan McCarthy saying in uh, New York? He says, would you say that desire has its own category or is it included with talent? In terms of the makeup, yeah. And, well, I don't know why, but I get this question literally almost every day. It's like, how did you grow up on a farm in the middle of friggin' nowhere and end up having this broadcasting career that's been pretty exciting and on national television. I'm like, I don't know, but I'm built somewhat like an athlete. My brothers were athletes. I had really no interest. I was playing sports. My brothers were running and lifting weights, and they had, they're sweating, getting ready for hockey camps. I'm going into the bathroom at 14 and dumping water down my shirt to make it look like I sweated. Not interested in lifting weights. That hurts. It physically hurts. <laughs> so I'm in my dad's office at the farmhouse typing out columns about the 1989 Calgary Flames and about the local senior hockey team and about the Rough Riders and how they're going to be. I'm typing up nerd, total nerd. That's all I wanted to do. 
workout kidding me? I didn't even start working out until I was 30. How do you explain that? I know. And how do we, like, <laughs> it's what you're exposed to, right? I mean, if you're exposed to watching hockey and things like that. But how do you control what makes you go, whoa, look what they're doing. I'm, I want to know more about that. Because we're exposed to things that we also go, yeah, pass. Right? So how do you know like what's going to pull you and what's not? Whether it's football, whether it's hockey, whether it's music or, you know, writing the articles and consuming that content or it's playing the game. We're going to be exposed to multiple things, but it's tough to control. It's God, okay? It's God. Yeah. The, the things like, we don't have answers Habs to. Habs for Life One's watching in, on YouTube. He says, so we are not all born equal then? Yeah, no. How many times have I said it? How many times have I, I've said it at least a dozen times on this show. Sorry to tell you, we're not all born equal. That was a lie. You were lied to. We're not all born equal. Go look at Eric Lindros and tell me that we're all born equal. We're not. The guy's a god. Um, Corey Anaka is watching on YouTube. He says, how do you think 55 is going to respond to Paul Maurice benching him? Look, you guys in Winnipeg, you got to calm down. You got to calm down. This is what... Dave Tippett was trying to do with the Oilers last year, okay? And they didn't listen. They didn't listen. And what happened? They got spanked in the first round, the play-in by Chicago. The Oilers technically didn't even make the playoffs last year, nor did the Jets. Paul Maurice is trying to make them learn the tough lessons, okay? They don't back-check in Winnipeg. I'm sorry to tell you, Kyle Connor does not have a great reputation across the NHL. He doesn't. They got Line out of town, and how's that working for him? You guys were, ooh, Line we got to get real Winnipeg. you got to let Paul Maurice coach the team, okay? And stop bitching about this benching or this line combo or who's in, who's out on the blue line. Let him coach the damn team. He's a great coach. That's why he survived for so long. And I love the minutia of the details of the Winnipeg viewers. God knows we love them. But I'm kind of tired of they win and they're going to the Stanley Cup and they lose and it's fire Paul Maurice. It's getting old. Paul Maurice isn't going to bench Mark Shifley unless he knows he can bench Mark Shifley. Like, Mark Shifley is a star. He's got a long future in Winnipeg. There's no disgruntled issue there. There's no, we're on the verge of getting rid of Mark Shifley. So you're not benching Mark Shifley unless you know you can bench Mark Shifley and that you, your, your relationship is ironclad. And I think that's fine. And Paul Maurice has done a good job pulling the right strings in Winnipeg. So he's earned that trust to do it, I would think. Take Fruits is the guy's name watching on YouTube. He says, if you watch the replay, he benched because he gave up an offensive play and left a two-on-one. And Take Fruits goes on to say, Rod is right. Um, Which part? I've been dropping truth bombs, like 15 of them in the last five minutes. What part am I right on specifically? Because I think I'm right on all of them. But it's, I, I do follow the Jets' Twitter. I don't mean the team. I mean what Andrew Patterson's saying, what Troy Westwood's saying, what Darren Bombing's saying. And it's just too much. I get it, but I'm not getting into it. Ivan Diablo says, if you don't let him coach, then let the GM coach. No, that's why Chevy and Paul Maurice work so well together and why they've been together for so long wasn't wasn't working with Claude Noel it's working with Paul Maurice let him coach the damn team at least now and if they soil the sheets in the playoffs I'll join in bashing them all but they've done an unbelievable job for a long time in Winnipeg so he bent Shifley Ooh, is he so untouchable Anyways, our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, who plays a game first in Canada this summer, CFL or CEBL? And this feels like so an hour ago where I explained why we're even asking this question. But, gents, what is it on Facebook? What are they saying, Darren? 63% say the CEBL. It's flattening a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. From what it was. 67% on Twitter saying the CEBL will play a game before the CFL. Now, if you strictly look at the schedules, you would say, yes, the CEBL. Because there's a schedule for June 27th. The CFL is scheduled for August 5th. 
my God, which one of those do you think it will stick? Like, right. It's, it's drawn in sand. A slight breeze yeah. <laughs> can ruin the plan. Well, the hallmark of my career, and I'll never forget my good friend, Les Lazarek, brother from another mother, said to me years ago, he, lo- he said, I love your blog because it makes me think. So many people in society just want to be on autopilot, eh, be told what to think. I'm going to make you think. The CEBL plays indoors. The CFL plays outdoors. The CEBL's already moved their season back twice. Are you paying attention to this? The CFL's moved their season back now once. We're watching the vaccination rollouts. And if the the CEBL owner, Richard Petko, just says, you know what? We're not going to be able to make this happen indoors. We're going to have to, hey, scrap everything, pull everybody together, and play another two-week tournament in St. Catharines, which is what they did last year. Look, you're watching this show, I think, because A, you get entertained, but B, you learn something, especially about what goes on in sports. Darren and I have been in this dub bubble for two months, and while we aren't allowed to talk to everybody in there because of health restrictions, we do talk to some people. And there's starting to be some talk of there might not be starting on time in the fall. The NHL's talked about moving back their season in the fall. The WHL's already talked about moving it back from September to October. So just because you see this schedule written on a date, you think that that's when then they're going to play? That's the whole idea behind this question. So I, maybe I'm talking people out of this and why the CEBL votes are coming down. Listen, I want them to play. We're going to have a role with the league, hopefully. But it's just a question. Who do you think will play first? I think the CEBL will play first, but it's a fun debate. Jeff in Winnipeg says, my God-given gift is to down two McDonald's meals in one sitting. Oh, we could spend some time on that. Are you including nine chicken McNuggets as a whole separate meal or just an add-on? Because there's a difference. Because I could eat three McDonald's meals. and I'll see your two meals. I'll up you three meals. Oh, boy. I stayed away from it. I'm down 16 pounds, man. Quite proud of that. Do we have Corey Taylor ready to roll? Okay. We're going to take a timeout. Come back with a very special guest from Tulsa, Oklahoma, where we air every day on Game Plus TV on TDS Cable. Got a Sports 8 update coming up. The uh, curling report. A face-off if we're lucky. I feel like we're just getting going. It's hour two of the RP show today. Episode number 471 of Canada's daytime sports talk show continues after this on Game Plus TV, 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service. Car wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. This podcast is brought to you by Danette May and Mindful Health LLC, featuring Danette May's top superfood product from her Earth Echo Foods line, Cacao Bliss. Nothing feels better than being able to enjoy rich, smooth, creamy chocolate and knowing you're doing something good for your body. We start with 100% organic cacao beans that are naturally kissed by the sun, maintaining its miraculous health benefits. Then we blend it with turmeric, MCT oil, coconut, Himalayan sea salt, cinnamon and black pepper for the perfect blend to make you feel the best you ever have. The result... Fall in love with a truly decadent, healthy, guilt-free chocolate, removing your cravings, facilitating weight loss, boosting your energy, and reducing your inflammation with one simple drink. Not only that, it's friendly to paleo, gluten-free, keto, vegan, and vegetarian diets. For the last eight years, we have been a leader in the superfoods market and are proud to have served millions of customers worldwide. We're offering up to 15% off when you use code MINUTE15 at earthechofoods.com slash minutemedia. Follow us on Twitter at May and at earthechofoods. Oh yeah, he's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. We await uh, Corey Taylor, the second running back 
Tulsa Golden Hurricane projected to go in this week's NFL draft. I just looked up NFL draft scout dupes where it says projected round. It's blank. So he's expecting to go NFL does not know where he's going to go. 510-214. He's a Tulsa kid born and raised and played at the University of Tulsa. So I just I, I'm interested to know what goes through a guy's mind in a week like this. I know me too. You know, the conversations you have, whether it's at the combine or in interviews, you know, what's your agent telling you? Um, do you, are you having a draft party if you're not sure where you're going to go? Because exactly. there'd be nothing uh, uh, like there'd be nothing worse than bringing everybody around, having a big old time, and then you don't get drafted, and then everybody feels sorry for you, and you don't want to really be there telling people, "Well, it's okay. I wouldn't expect to get drafted. I'll make it as an undrafted free agent, right?" Um, but then you want to experience that at the same time, so it'd be tough. But it'd be it's a it's a wonderful moment for him, and. Of course, the draft is only one part of it. There's so many undrafted guys that go on to do great things. Well, I'll tell you, you guys let me know when Corey's available. Uh, His uh, mentor, Garrick Jones, we talked about this earlier, the head of the NFL Alumni Association, president of the Houston chapters, lined this interview up. So I said to Darren, if Corey Taylor does not make this interview today, you can explain to Mr. Jones why you didn't. Not my problem. (laughs) <laughs> I would not want to upset Garrick Jones, I can tell you that. Tacona Powley watching on YouTube says, is Chuba Hubbard entered the draft? He is. And the Sherwood Park product is uh, expected to be one of six, potentially six Canadians drafted this week in the NFL draft. But Jevin Holland, the safety, who they say is a Coquitlam product, Played at Oregon is supposed to be the highest Canadian drafted in the second round. So that's exciting. Well, it's given gives you reason to watch for three days, doesn't it? Well, it really does. You, you know all the different storylines, and you look at what happened last year in the second round, right? With May, with Maple Tron getting picked mm-hmm. in the you know by the Steelers. So it'll be fun to watch where these Canadian guys go. It really will. <clears throat> Let's dabble on the fun side while we wait for Corey Taylor, the second Tulsa running back regarding how many McDonald's meals can you eat? Define the meals. And Jeff Cabellos in Winnipeg says, I need, he says, Hey Rod has to be burger meals, fries, (laughs) drinks, maybe desserts. The reason I laugh is the the documentary supersize me. Yes. You obviously watched it. <laughs> of course. And it was like day 23 when he goes to the drive-thru and he's eating and he pukes on his steering wheel. My god, it's no, that's great television. He's he's you know, fryer grease is seeping from his pores by week 3. <laughs> like oh man. And and, and by the way, KFC's kind of mine. Okay. Like, I could eat it forever. Popcorn chicken? Like, no. KFC, man. None of this, Rudy. Pieces of chicken. Yes. And that gravy. What made it famous? Seven herbs and spices. I drank the gravy out of the tub last week, and my (laughs) wife looked at me like, you savage. No, I... So good. You're not the only one. I know, but just back to the McDonald's thing. Because my go-to... Is usually a McChicken meal or maybe like a big, whatever the latest, Roadhouse bacon barbecue onion rings. You know what I mean? The Angus burger. And then nine chicken nuggets on the side, McNuggets with sweet and sour sauce. Thank you. But that's not a meal. That's an add-on. Yes. Right? So (laughs) didn't make me feel that fat because I'm just adding not a second meal, just nine McNuggets. It's not that big a deal. Um. Somebody wrote in here and said, how many, says, how many uh, foot-long hot dogs can you pound at a Ryder game? Here it is. Derek Lafreni, how many Mosaic Stadium foot-longs can you eat? Well, we usually eat at the tailgate party across the way over at the Armory, the one that we host with the Canadian Armed Forces. And if it's the Bond Burger. Remember the pizza burger? That's just where my mind oh, went. Oh, oh, oh. My mind just went there. Oh. The Bond Burger, man. Yeah. I don't know. 
I went to a rush game with Luke Mullinder, Canada's version of The Rock. If you've ever seen him, he looks like Dwayne Johnson. And he couldn't, I spent the whole game at the concession at Sastel Center. Pizza, popcorn, uh, mini donuts, lemonade, the blue. <laughs> right? Get he's, it like, all. he's like, I knew that you loved stadium food, but my God. I know. I'll work out extra tomorrow. That's the thing at the and when you go to different stadiums throughout North America, you kind of want to try all the unique things, you know, and especially ballparks because you want to get the ice cream in the little oh, mini yeah. helmet so you can take the helmet home. But then, you know, in Seattle, they got some sort of seafood salmon or something. Got to get that. And in some of the <laughs> Texas places, well, you got to get something barbecue something here, local, something local, and you want to try a few different ones and. Yeah, you plan for that. Uh, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, if you like KFC, try Popeyes. You think I haven't? Of course I have. And that's why I keep going back to KFC. I still like Popeyes. It's all good. It's just a question of what's a little better to your own personal greasy palate. Yeah, that's right. Um... Take Fruits, watching on YouTube, says, who doesn't love stadium food, though? Tacona Pally says, again with the wrestling rod. Did you watch the Hot Rod Piper bio last night? Shout out to Saskatoon. No, I was too busy working. Calling a game in the Dub Hub with Darren. If you were listening earlier at the start of the show, I said, our eyes been taken off the ball of what is... National Hockey League hockey, and for that matter, Netflix, because we're calling hockey every second night. But I'm, I am more of a documentary guy than I am a podcast guy, which sounds a little weird because I host a podcast, but I just, I don't, where do you listen to a podcast? Where do you, like, where, where's your ideal time? Drive to work. Okay. That's when I use a drive home. It's 15 minutes. Yeah. So again, you got to find ones that can fit into your into your time, right? If I get in early enough, if I'm mindlessly doing stuff in the office, I'll I'll put it on. It's hard because I want if I'm listening to something, I want to really actively listen. Right? We're all right. So for me, it's the car. Um, I'm come back on that in a second, but yeah, Stacy Champagne's watching from Access Now World Headquarters Television. Says I heard Beak's chicken was good, but I haven't had it yet. I heard it's amazing, too. Yeah. I haven't made it over there. Well, we went to Hattie B's in Nashville Whoa, 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 whoa. It doesn't get better than Hattie B's. No, and this is supposed to be Regina's version of hot chicken. (laughs) So that's why I'm curious to go check it out. One day we'll have to do that. Once they're... Hattie B's, Nashville, hot chicken. We stood in line. And I remember we were standing in line there. You, me, Cindy, and the jug. And it was... Are we really going to stand in line, guys? It was like, worth it. We're going to go to the stadium. I was gone. I was leaving. You were. And no, no, let's stand. And the place is packed. Even if we get to the front of the line, we don't know if we're going to have a place to sit. But sure enough, we did. It was so worth it. So worth it. Ivan Diablo watching on YouTube says, yeah, here in Toronto, we have Rush Hour and can listen to a one-hour podcast. We got him? Okay. I was just going to say, I was listening to uh, Spit and Chicklets. I was driving to broadcast the Canalta Cup Finals, hockey, and I put on Spit and Chicklets because everybody told me you got to listen to Spit and Chicklets. This was like two years ago. And I got about 20 miles out of the city, and I'm like, what? I just need to go into a dressing room somewhere and listen to this. I mean, it's good, but I get it every day. That's right. But I guess that's the hook is the people that don't get it every day. You get the locker room talk, but I'm like, I'm not, like, I'm not offended by what they're talking about. I hear it every day, but it's just me. Eh. When I listen, I mean, I do enjoy it, but I'm not That's right. addicted to it. You lived it. Are we good with Corey? Do you want to go to a break first? That's what we should do. Okay. Corey Taylor from the University of Tulsa, prime for this week's NFL draft, joins us next, everybody. We'll be right back. And we'll continue the fast food discussion, too, because I don't think we're ready to leave it in the podcast discussion. Corey, think about this. He probably doesn't even eat fast food. We'll ask him that, too. It's all coming up. You're watching the RP Show, North America wide in all 10 provinces and 31 states on Game Plus Television, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk at rodpeterson.com. 
Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Oh, <laughs> pardon me. We're back. We got a sports update coming up. We got uh, curling report. And we're going to talk about Pucks University as well. Um, yeah. Technically, it hasn't necessarily been our day today. But the guys are telling me it's good. So if we can can the music, we're going to Oklahoma now. Corey Taylor, graduating senior from the uh, University of Tulsa, joining us. He's on the road, uh, they tell me, the Golden Hurricane. How you doing, Corey? Thanks for making time for us today. I'm doing well. How are you? Good. I, pre- I appreciate our mutual friend, Garrick Jones, lining this interview up. Before we talk about the NFL draft later this week, would you mind telling our viewers across North America that might not be fully uh, into the Tulsa program about yourself, your career, and then we'll talk about what's next. Yeah, so my name is Corey Taylor. I played running back at the University of Tulsa for the last five years. It's been a great experience. Um, this year, we really were able to show more of what we could do on the field with ha- uh, ending the season with a great record. And we have some great prospects coming out this year in the draft. And I believe even better prospects next year in the draft. So it's definitely a team to watch out for. And I'm excited for Tulsa football's future. Good. Well, you know, I want to ask you about this because there are some players that weren't able to play this year. Trey Lance comes to mind from NDSU. What was the COVID situation for you like at Tulsa? And how did it affect your game-by-game performance? Did you get a full season in? Can you talk about that, how 2020 was just a little weird compared to normal years? Yeah, it was definitely weird. Um, We went on stints where we didn't play for about three weeks. There was a lot of games canceled and or rescheduled. Um, So there wasn't a lot of pace and there wasn't a lot of rhythm that you were able to gain. But it really challenged you as a player to be a professional and to be on at all times in any point when you get in the game. I kind of think of it as, you know, um, in comparison to being in a system where it's running back by committee. Like you're going to have to hop in at random points in the game and in different instances, and you just got to make the most of the situation. And that's what our coaching staff preached to to us this year, which is being able to adapt and still perform at a high level. And I feel like we did that. Corey, Corey, you didn't get into a full groove, but you had a 4.9-yard average per carry. Darren, 105 carries. 516 yards works out to 4.9. That's a career high, basically, for you, Corey. Like, overall, you had a pretty good senior season. Yeah, I I wasn't disappointed with all, especially given, you know, the record we had, making it to the conference championship and really competing in that conference championship. You know, we came and we earned our respect. And in the years in the uh, to come, it's just going to be go up, only up from here. How did your pro day go? My pro day went well. Uh, I had really great feedback from the scouts, and they were happy with the way I moved. They were happy with how I looked and, you know, my body fat. And it, I think it definitely helped me increase my draft stock, and we'll see what that's going to look like on Friday. Are you healthy now, like 100%? Did it break up? Did we lose him? Went under a bridge, maybe. Yeah. Let us know when when the video's smooth again. Oh, we were just getting to the goods. Yeah, just getting into it. But we will. And for our viewers, by the way, now that you know him, 5'10", 215, born and raised Tulsa kid playing at the University of Tulsa. Okay, they're telling me we got you back uh, now, Corey. So anyway, how are you feeling coming out of that season? Are you 100% physically fine right now? Yep, 100% back in the gym and ready to go. Okay, so I've been reading up on you at NFLDraftScout.com. They feel they're not sure where you're going in the draft on the weekend. You mentioned Friday. Uh, What's your week going to be like in anticipation, and how are you going to spend it following this NFL draft? So, you know, anticipation, all those things, 
you get rid of all that anxiety um, by just getting in the gym and working out and doing what you do. At the end of the day, I know I'm going to receive an opportunity to go out and display my skills and to compete for a spot. And that's what I'm going to continue to prepare for. I don't get too much involved in, you know, the projections and uh, where you may or may not land. I've talked to a good amount of teams and they've shown a good amount of interest and they're confident in my ability. And even more so, I'm confident in my ability. And that comes from the work that I've been putting in this offseason. And I'm excited to put that on display and show the world. I love it. When you talk about how excited you are for the future, what do you think the future holds for you pro football-wise? No matter which team goes to, I'm not dumb enough to ask you which team you hope drafts you, but you got the whole wide world in front of you. What excites you about that? Man, I think it's, you know, just achieving a childhood dream. I kind of navigate my life by two principles, and that's to imagine and inspire and my whole life, I've imagined myself being in this position and playing at the next level in the NFL. And I hope that my journey and the challenges that I've had along the way and how I've overcome them and how I've been blessed uh, inspires the generation behind me, inspires my peers. And I'm just going to continue to live and navigate my life that way. So my hope is to go in, make an NFL roster, and make an impact as soon as I can immediately. And continue to do what I've always done. Keep my head down and work. Okay. Well, you're very humble because Garrick Jones is watching and he's just written in with your pro day stats. 28 reps, 4 5 40, 9 10 broad jump. Woo! All this is off the charts, man. You're obviously ready for it. Uh, one of our viewers says, Nelson says, did you do any team interviews as part of the draft process? And if so, which team grilled you the hardest? Uh, so I did do team interviews during the draft process. I wouldn't exactly say uh, any team drilled me uh, very much. The draft process, you know, is kind of a lot different than what I expected. When you go into these team meet, uh, meetings with teams, they're really trying to get to know you as a person. Like, they've seen your film, they've seen your numbers, and they've seen and heard from your coaches what you're all about. Now they want to know what you're about with their own eyes and their own ears and be able to see you up close and personal. So they're not really grilling you. It's more getting history and learning more about you as a person and what your character looks like. Absolutely, because they want good people in their program. What was the weirdest or most difficult question you fielded in those interviews? Uh, I think the most difficult question that always kind of gets me because it always shifts just a little bit was um, what would you go back and tell your freshman yourself, your incoming freshman self? Like what would the piece of advice, if you could give yourself one nugget, what would that be? And it's difficult because when you look back on your journey, uh, there's so many, so many times where maybe if you would have pivoted a little bit differently or can, you know, pursued something a little bit harder that uh, the results would have turned out the way you wanted. But I don't really live that way in terms of, you know, looking back in the past and hoping and wishing that I would have did something different. And, you know, I've been trying to live my life on full go, always giving 100%. And if, if I were to tell my freshman self, my incoming freshman self, anything would be that exactly is to continue to go 100%, trust your instinct, trust your gut, and live with no regrets. Because if you're putting 100% forward, then the outcome is the outcome. Like, that's just it. You can't control that. But what you can control is your attitude, your effort. And Whoa. just continue to live life that way. Wow, I hope everybody's listening to that. That's a good answer, by the way. I can't imagine any team that wouldn't be impressed with that. Uh, the viewers do want to know who your favorite NFL team is, though. Corey, could you answer that? Uh, you know what? I'm going to figure out on Friday. I'm going to figure out on Friday. <laughs> whoever uh, drafts me. But every team, whoever drafts me, whoever picks me up, is going to be my favorite team. And the thing is, you know, I'm diehard about my favorite team. So when that, when that happens, you'll definitely know. I got to think it'll be uh, America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. We need a backup for Zeke. I could see you in that role. Uh, Dan Ukrainitz, one of our viewers, says, Corey, is your teammate, Zayvon Collins, the best linebacker in this draft? Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And I feel like anyone who's questioning that 
I mean, all you got to do is turn on the tape. Uh, I've had the privilege of, of playing across Zabin for the last couple of years, and he's definitely grown and matured as, you know, a person and a player on and off the field. And, I mean, it the sky's the limit for him. When you watch him on tape, he has freaky athleticism. He's instinctive, and he just is a go-getter. He goes to the ball. He flies to the ball super fast, and he's going to – He's going to help a team out, whatever team he ends up with. All right, Corey. Uh, we're going to let you go. You're a busy guy, obviously. This has been fantastic. Good luck. Now we all got another rooting interest. So we'll be watching for your name, and I appreciate the time today. Thank you for having me. God bless. Same to you. Corey Taylor II. I was going to ask him about what's his association with Garrick Jones because Garrick lined it up, but it sounds like somebody turned the system up in his car. Well, Gar- I'm he sure Garrett can write in and tell Garrett, us. Yeah, Garrick, how do you know this young man? I'm very impressed. Yeah. Monty in Saskatoon watch, uh, watching writes in. He says, I hope the Cowboys. I'm with you, Monty. Dallas Cowboys could use a guy like that. But that's all it takes. Teams, leagues, one interview. We Do love interview. the guy. And now we can't wait. Like, when he gets drafted, I want to buy a Corey Taylor jersey. Yeah. Because of 15 minutes. And you're going to be watching the draft oh, yeah. to see when his name comes up. And I'll be tweeting about it when he gets drafted. So NFLDraftScout.com, where it says projected round blank. Corey just said he hopes to hear his name called on Friday. So what is that? Two, three, and four goes Friday, I think. So that is the, uh, the projection. So there you go. More reason to watch the NFL draft. Got to do the sports update here. The playoff race in the NHL's North Division is heating up as the regular season begins to wind down. The Calgary Flames have won two straight against the Montreal Canadiens and could make it three tonight. Calgary's four points behind Montreal for the fourth and final playoff spot in the division. The Vancouver Canucks aren't out of the playoff picture just yet. The Canucks are eight points behind the fourth-place Canadiens and have played five fewer games. Vancouver's won three of four since returning from their prolonged COVID-19 outbreak. They face the Senators in Ottawa tonight. The battle for second place in the North Division takes center stage tonight when the Winnipeg Jets host the Edmonton Oilers. The Jets lead the Oilers by one point in the standings but have played two more games. Jets, though, on a three-game losing streak at home. And bad news today, Nikolai Ehlers will be out for the rest of the regular season due to injury. In the dub hub... The Brandon Wheat Kings went into Sunday's game against the Pats with a magic number of one, needing only one victory to clinch first place in the East Hub standings. And in a feisty affair, Brandon overage Lyndon McCallum scored four power play goals in a 5-1 victory, which clinched the Subway Cup in the process. Three goals by Cole Nagy powered the Swift Current Broncos to a 4-2 win over the Moose Jaw Warriors. Kamloops goalie Dylan Guerin made 18 saves for the shutout as Kamloops blanked Vancouver 2-0. The Edmonton Oil Kings extended their win streak to four games after beating the Tigers 3-2. Carl Tedichuk's 41-save performance lifted Lethbridge over the Calgary Hitmen 4-1. And Gabe Klassen scored twice. And Simon Kanak had a three-point night to lead Portland over Seattle 4-1 in the Glass Palace. Doubleheader in the Dub Hub today. Winnipeg versus PA and Moose Jaw against Saskatoon. Raptors back on the court today after their day off Sunday. They will play the Cleveland Cavaliers, who've lost two in a row. And it's a day off for the Toronto Blue Jays. Charlie Montoyo's men are coming off a series win against the division rival Tampa Bay Rays. They'll open a two-game set against the Washington Nationals in interleague play Tuesday. The team is optimistic. Outfielder George Springer will make this Blue Jays season debut uh, in that series. This sports update for uh, dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for the Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, RP Show viewers get 20% off with a promo code RP Show. Order yours now at g2gbars.ca. Coming back with the Curling Report, face-off, and viewer takeover next in overtime. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. 
Hey, welcome back, everybody. Boy, it's just been a bad Monday in a lot of ways for certain people. Kevin Olenek watching. He's a Flames fan. I'm not sure if he's in Calgary, but he says Noah Hannafin out for the year. Huge, huge loss for the Flames. Interesting uh, with the injuries that are mounting up here at a, at a critical time. I want to read some messages from our viewers. From Ken in Saskatoon, great show, Rod. We are always very entertained and learn lots. Perfect combination. How about that? Metal Metal Shingle Guy writes in on the food topic. Metal Mm -hmm. Shingle Guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weyburn KFC Buffet. Oh, yeah. Put the camera on him. Put the camera on him. (laughs) He had a bad experience at the all-you-can-eat KFC Buffet. Emodium didn't even plug him up. (laughs) (laughs) What? He he threw me. Sent me into shock. Yeah. Uh, Tremors. From the 905, this is an odd one. Actually, not odd, but where's 905? It's uh, GTA, right? Hi, Rod. Did Milestone have an arena? If so, what was their nickname? (laughs) The rink was called the Milestone Memorial Center, but its nickname was the Diesel Dome. So it was a diesel tractor with the Zamboni uh, thing on the back. And when they went out to flood the ice, the diesel fumes in the arena, you couldn't see from one end of the (laughs) rink to the other. We called it the Diesel Dome. It's amazing more people haven't died. That's amazing. (laughs) The Diesel Dome. That's really good. Milestone, Saskatchewan. From Brady in the 306, hey, Rod, I'm starting to get tired of watching the Habs lose consistently. They got hyped up at the start of the season for them to be the same old as the last six years. They don't want to call up Cole Caulfield because they have cap issues and only one last call up. It's just an all-out embarrassment. What have we talked about the ups and the downs and the ups and the downs? You people need to learn how to float. Just float with your favorite NHL teams or your favorite teams overall. It's like one minute they're planning in the parade. Next day they're jumping off a bridge. It's too much. Um, I got to read this. If you enjoy playing the NHL fantasy contests on DraftKings and FanDuel, or possibly you want to learn how to play daily fantasy NHL, we encourage you to go sign up for the Peterson Playoff Special at universityofpucks.com. If you don't use any advice and information for the NHL from the site, you don't win. It's just that simple. At PucksU, they teach you how to become a winner. It's the best deal in fantasy sports. Universityofpucks.com. $20 to get you started. Don't come to me or him for betting advice on the NHL. We're not comfortable with it. That's what universityofpucks.com is for. And we appreciate them coming to us to get the uh, message out. By the way, with two national crowns under her belt so far in the curling bubble, Carrie Anderson added a Grand Slam title to her impressive Hall Sunday at the Mark and McPhail Center. Anderson never trailed in a 5-2 victory over Rachel Holman in the All-Canadian Women's Final of the Princess Auto Players Championship. Anderson opened with a deuce and was in full control in a rematch of the Scotties Final, which was also won by her her Manitoba-based team. Anderson, third Val Sweeting, second Shannon Burchard, and lead Brianne Boyer uh, earned $40,000 for the win. Holman's side takes home $25,000. After opening the seven-event bubble schedule last February by winning the Scotties for a second straight year, Anderson added a Canadian mixed doubles last month with Brad Gushu. Gushu, meanwhile, dropped the 6-5 decision to Scotland's Bruce Mowat in the men's final Sunday. Gushu drew to the back button in the eighth end, but Mowat made a game-winning in-off to score two for the title. That is your curling report for Verge Agriculture, helping farmers plan and optimize their operations across every field. Try Verge's precision farm tech software for free today at vergeag.com. Gives us two minutes to face off on the Madison Bumgarner situation. For the ultimate fan zone in the Mad Greek. And I'll say it, if you missed it earlier, I went and got this Blue Jays pullover at the ultimate fan zone, downtown Moose Jaw. And they've got an entire wall of Blue Jays merchandise. They won't say it, but I will. It's like Jersey City used to be, but a hundred times better. They have everything. 
You want Blue Jays gear, I know. Get down to the Ultimate Fan Zone. And the Mad Greek Restaurant, we went there for supper. What could be better? So Madison Bumgarner throws a seven-inning no-hitter, and it doesn't count in Major League Baseball rules because it's only seven innings because of the doubleheader rules now, seven innings this year. You wanted to face off on this. So you're saying it should count or it shouldn't count? Because they're not MLB will not recognize a seven-inning no-hitter. Yeah, I think it should count. I really do. I mean, it's incredibly hard to do it. You know that the game is only seven innings. It's a full game. If they're registering seven innings as a complete game, then he had a no-hitter in what the league recognizes as a complete game. So nope. why not give him the no-hitter? Why does it have to be nine? Why don't they let PGA players wear shorts? It is what it is. It's tradition. It's nine innings for a no-hitter. What about that's an insult to all the guys, Darren, who lost their no-hitter in the eighth inning or the ninth inning. They don't go into the record books. Why should he? It's, it's only seven game. innings. It's not a complete game. But, it's not but nine he innings. But he didn't have a chance. Then he's gonna go back what else to is he gonna all do? the games in 120 years of baseball, and for all the guys that ticked off in the eighth and ninth, they lost their no-hitter. Oh, you get one. It's like, you get a no-hitter. You get a no-hitter. You get a no-hitter. Sorry, but you're wrong. Tradition. Sorry, but you're wrong. Ultimate Fan Zone is your one-stop shop for the sports fans on your list. Visit the Fan Cave, downtown Moose Jaw, or on Facebook. And for the Mad Greek in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, available for licensed dining, takeout, or delivery, head to the madgreekeatery.com for more information. Uh, Monty wants to know who will be on the show tomorrow. Monty will tell you tomorrow. Thanks to Mike Adam and Corey Taylor. Thanks, Dupes, and the entire crew. See you tomorrow here on Game Plus. Angering people is a gift of mine. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.